Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Jenna Morton. And I'm Tosh Taylor. And today we are so excited to be coming to you from the location we are at Belleville Orchard. And I am so excited because I just think this is one of those absolutely quintessential, perfect New Brunswick entrepreneurial success stories that everyone should know a lot, a lot more about. We're going to talk about apples, but we're going to talk about a lot more than just that. <laughs> and we will talk a little bit more than just Scout too, which is my favorite drink. You know, it was a great summer drink and now it's going to be a great fall drink too, I think. Um, so joining us today, we have Sonia and Sonia, this is her family's business and you basically grew up on the orchard, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. In the apples. <laughs> Eating the apples. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about the history of Belleville Orchard? How it started? Yeah. Yeah. So the the first trees were planted in 1932 by a young man named Sebastian. So he went to the States to work and he made quite a bit of money. So he came back to Mamram Cook and he wanted to start something for his family and community to bring jobs here and a little bit of wealth, I guess. So he started planting apple trees and that created jobs. Eventually it was a a priest that owned the orchard and then he hired my grandpa, Louis Bourgeois. So then my grandpa started working there and he got into a bad accident actually. So he, they said he wouldn't be able to walk again, which he did. Yeah. But um, so he was kind of at his lowest in his life. He had four kids. Like, how am I going to manage to, I don't know, feed my kids? So he decided to, to buy the orchard. He had a few other coworkers that was like, yes, we can do it. We're going to help you. So yeah, he bought the orchard in 1950, in 1967 actually. Okay. So it's been a little while in our family and he basically grew the orchard bigger and bigger every year. We started, but it was really a community thing. So this, the kids after school would come here to pick apples. I mean, pretty much if you're 50 and up, you worked at the orchard at some point and you live in Maroon Coke. Like, so it's not exactly the same nowadays, like you know. But um, yeah, so that's how it started. My dad was always involved. He went to college uh, to study agriculture. And then after college came in the family business with his brother, Jean-Louis. Now Jean-Louis has Le Petit Fruit, so he started his own thing. Yeah, so now it's only my dad that's the sole uh, owner, but my brother and I are involved. Brother more apple side, me more the alcohol side. But then um, <laughs> my kind of yeah. yeah, I like that split. And it also <laughs> changed over the years. I mean, my dad innovated did some value added with the juice, then we can talk later maybe, but did some alcohol with the juice, so yeah. Yeah, I, that's what I like, I love everything that I'm learning about the orchard, because as someone who didn't grow up here, mm -hmm. uh, you know, moving here, I just, everyone talks about, oh yeah, you know, come fall, you have to go out and pick your own apples. That's, you know, I thought, I thought it was a kind of small little you pick orchard. Yeah. And then it's like, no, this, was an organization that was started specifically to help the community. Yeah. Like, yes, it was a business venture for this man, but he did it because he'd gone away. The Great Depression happened. He wanted to help the community, started this, and then every person who's taken it over has just added on to it. Yeah, but brought kept it to that, the next level. Yeah, yeah, but kept that like community feel. Like when you were talking with us about, yeah, all the kids would come after school to help out. Mm -hmm. Like that's just, it's such a great, great story about how a whole community can come together to support a business because it helps everyone it's yes. not just some big capitalist yes, idea. exactly and because we are in the agriculture section we section we actually help the school now so we're involved in a semi de la vallée it's a little they have a greenhouse in the school here 
And my mom cook and they have a big garden. So last year they planted some veggies. They obviously harvested the veggies, made some soup and wow. they were going to sell it. But because COVID hit, they couldn't sell it. To, so they gave it to the pediatrician. So it's a, it's a local thing we have in Memorandum Cook where they help families in need uh, with everything. And so we gifted, they gifted the soup and that went into the community. So it's like different ways we are involved and we try to help and kind of we want to promote agriculture as well. Like how it's important and how it can be fun and it can be a career, really. So well, exactly. And I mean, starting young, so, like yeah. you said, like your dad grew up with his father owning it, yeah. and then went into the agricultural side of it, mm-hmm. and then you come along and take it from this other business side yeah, of which things is now, yeah. Yeah. which is just—it's so fantastic to see the way. Can you walk us through a little bit more of some of those changes that over you the guys years? Have gone and, through? Yeah. So. When my dad came back from college, he has all these ideas. So he wanted to, to make everything, I guess. You know, you're so young and you want to, yeah, you're eager. So he wanted to start a juice plant where we could press the apples that are not pretty or not good enough to, for eat it. I mean, they're eating apples, but it's not appealing to the eye. So he's like, he wanted to have value added. Um, but my grandpa was a little hesitant. So he said, you got, you got to start on your land. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be involved. It's not. So he started where I grew up, my house. It's, uh, that's where it still is. That's where we press all the apples. And he started with the sweet cider. I'm not sure if you ever tried it. It's basically just fresh pressed apples. It's real apple juice. Right. No sugar added, no water, just freshly pressed apples. But that's what it started with. They would chase the markets across New Brunswick and... He knew it was big in Europe and everywhere, but here, nobody knew about mm-hmm. it. So it was like, yeah, so it took a while. Finally, 20 years, something years later, people drink it, but... Uh, but then, <laughs> just 20 years. Yeah, just <laughs> 20 years, not a big deal. But then he's like, why not make alcohol with it? Mm-hmm. You know, like we have some raw material, we could, that's another value added that lasts longer as well, like shelf life. Yes. You want something, because apples, you know, it doesn't, but we have storage that I can talk about too, but storage facility that we can keep them for a year, but it's still not the same as making a drink that can have a year shelf life. So, so yeah, but it was hard to start a winery because New Brunswick was really closed off. Like, no, you can't make your own booze here. It's just, so that took maybe five, 10, 10 years maybe to finally be able to actually produce wine and sell wine in this province. Wow. Yeah, so we were, we were one of the first wineries that started. And we were making fruit wines, as we still do with apples and pears that we grow here. Then we added some blueberry wine because we have to have a red wine. And what's more in New Brunswick than blueberries? Yeah. So, so yeah. And then a few years after that, in 2014, we decided to make a cider. But that's because my dad travels a lot and he saw that it was big in Europe and in the state it was starting. And he knew that the wave was coming our way and like, what better place to make a cider that at Belva Orchard? Like, I mean, we have the apples, we grew amazing apples. So yeah, we launched Scow in 2014 and it's been really good for us. I mean, yeah, people seem to just attach to Scow and like it. I think it's easy drinking. It is. Yeah, it's it just, is. It's, it's simple, it's crisp. It's like you're biting into an apple almost, yeah. you know? It Sweet really but is. tart and yeah. yeah. And something that you mentioned too earlier to Jenna and I um, is, that there's like basically nothing in it. It is apples and it is alcohol. And that yeah. that's, for me, that's a huge seller. I don't like sugar. <laughs> exactly. So, and so many ciders just dump the sugar in with it. And yeah. you guys don't do that, no. which is fantastic. No, and a lot of people are hesitant to try cider because they assume it's going to be really sweet. Mm-hmm. Or in the past, 
it was not good because it was just people doing ciders at home. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was, yeah. Or oh, warm. It's a, yeah, it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's a biochemist. Like he knows yeah. what he's doing and the science of it. So no, just apples, no sugar, no flavors as well. A lot add flavors. Mm -hmm. We want to keep it simple and true to, we want to be authentic. We are high quality, yeah, just good stuff. <laughs> and I love too that when you, when you went this route and you did it, you chose a name that also has mm -hmm. so much meaning and history behind sure. it. And for the few people who might not know about that, what is SCOW? Okay, SCOW, yeah, let's talk about SCOW. At first I was hesitant. I was still in university. My dad's like, I'm gonna make this cider. It's gonna be SCOW. I'm like, what, what is SCOW? And mm -hmm. what's the name? Like, why SCOW? But he was passionate about it. He was, he really wanted to make it happen. So SCOW, we actually have it in back. Maybe, I don't know if you can see. A scow is a boat. It's a flat bottom boat. And that's actually a replica of a scow that was in Memram Cook, made with the wood from a scow, the scow. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So that's like quite amazing. My, my dad got that. He was so happy to have that scow here. It's like, a, yeah, it's really important to him. But so the scows used to go up and down the Pitikoriat River. Mm -hmm. So it's a part of our history in Memram Cook. And it used to, to bring merchandise. So they used to bring some to Moncton or across in Hillsborough. So it was really, apparently every day you would see scow on the river. I'm too young to have yeah. seen that. Yeah. But yeah, now the, it's weird because the river is not really used that much. Like you have a few boats. Like we went last year and brought some scow kegs to Moncton. That was really fun, but it's a thing you do occasionally. Or there's some fishermen, but it's not. Uh, but yeah, so it was a big part. He wanted to bring a little bit of the history back. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, like you said, like people our generation and younger wouldn't know no, no. what that was like and no. like wouldn't even necessarily know that word anymore if you guys hadn't put it on your cider. Exactly. So, and I have a corker Guy that's really into history and a lot that we do, like a lot of our wines, like Masi, it was in, it's all, yeah, we want to bring back the past a little bit and talk about, yeah, our community and... And at the same time, you were bringing like incredible innovation and modern technology. Like, tell us a little bit about just how big this operation is, because I think a lot of people like me before they come here, and even if they do come here to pick apples, not, don't, don't realize how yeah. big you are. Okay. Yeah. True. So this is just a part of the apples we have. So we have a few orchards in Memram Coke, and all in all, we have around a hundred acres of apple trees. So wow. that's quite a bit yeah wow. and every year we produce around two million pounds of apples so just yeah blows my mind, just just just, just two million, million. Yeah. yeah just two million yeah. so and we have a, a new packing line that we just installed last year that's super um, efficient and so now we we can pack around 10 million pounds of apple and sell 10 million pounds of apples a year so uh, unbelievable yeah it's but it was perfect timing as well because covid hit staff it was hard and then we had this high-tech machine that could produce more and with less staff which is important in a way mm -hmm. and then Sobeys was crazy busy so we sell our apples at Sobeys so yeah for us actually March was one of our best uh, March ever wow which is weird and it, but it, it's true but it's so nice to hear that too uh, positive, right yeah, like yes some good. some good actually did come of that yeah when we were here last time too um like you guys you said you make a bunch of fruit wines and stuff too. You've got pear orchards as well. Mm -hmm. And then if you come at this time of year, all of the produce that's out front is also grown by your family. Yeah, we make, we have grow some squash, some pumpkins and yeah. Some, yeah. there's giant <laughs> bins, guys. Like giant, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's Go, go to our social media and look for the photos. Go yeah. to their social media yeah. and look for the photos. Cause yeah, you guys have like every color of pumpkin, all kinds of sizes. Yeah. And 
and you've got just like the parking lot itself. It's not a parking lot anymore. It's, it's a music venue. It's a yeah. container um, pub. It's yeah. like you have just diversified so much. It's fantastic. Yeah, we want to have someone, something for everyone, basically. That's kind of how we word it. So you pick is more than just you come and you pick your apples. It's a whole experience. You can pick your apples, but then you can go and have a drink, listen to some music. The kids can play in the hay. You can choose some pumpkins. You have to try some pies. Like the pie is really good here. Oh. Apple caramel. Um, yeah, no. Every year we try to, to add something or make it better, I guess. Yeah, that's our goal. I'm wondering, you know, on that topic, you guys have had a couple different times where you've had, you know, just kind of crazy events happen that you have no control over, like COVID. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. even before that, you guys had recently one of those really kind of moments where you had this crazy thing happen and then you turn it into an opportunity. Something, yeah, something positive again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this time of year, almost last year, Hurricane Dorian hit. So we, we were so stressed. We lost around 80,000 pounds of apples on the ground. So we're like, it's not the end of the world, but it's still, yeah, it's a lot of apples lot and of we apples. can't, what are we, you can't eat those apples technically. So we decided to harvest them to make a cider. So we called it storm cider and it's been actually very popular. It's a little sweeter than our scow and Smaller and can size, smaller yeah. perfect little skinny can. Yeah. <laughs> and high, higher yeah. alcohol content. Yes, a little bit. A little bit. It's, it's kind of too easy to drink. <laughs> yeah. So now that was something else that we try. Yeah, we always, there's always challenges. That's the thing. I think because we're in agriculture, we're so used to having challenges every year. Mm -hmm. Like it can be it, the weather. Like this year it's so dry. But because we're lucky, we have good land and we always took care of our apple trees and they're resilient. They... We still have some quite big apples this year, but it could have been like tiny little apples. So no, it's always every year there's something and the weather is such a big factor that we always try to innovate and find ways to just be on the ball. Yeah. 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 You always need to. What do you think, uh, like what's going to happen with the U-Pick this season? Because I know that's on a lot of parents' minds right now, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Like can, can they come? What can the family expect when they come here? Or do they have yeah. to just buy a bag of apples from Sobeys kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. So. All year we bounce around, do we do the U-Pick, do we not? And it was, it was stressful to decide yes or no, but we said, okay, we're going to go ahead because it's, it's a family experience that people enjoy and they do it every year. It's a tradition and we wanted to provide that for the community and the province. So yeah, so our goal was to make it as similar than the past few years as possible. So no major changes and that everybody comes out of here with a great experience. So basically it's the same system that we have. You, on the weekends we have the tractor rides, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday from 10 to five, and you wait in line, then you buy your bags. But the different thing this year you have, it's a, the mandatory mask on the wagon ride because we can't guarantee a, mm -hmm. a meter apart. And then once you're in the field, you can take off your mask, pick your apples as long as you keep your distance. Um, and when you get back on the wagon, the mask again, but the store you can, it's a one way so people can uh, practice physical distancing and we have our bar outside that we extended our patio with the babu so the patio is bigger so we can accommodate uh, around 100 and 120 people uh, yeah it's that's scary. great because it, and it is like we were here mm -hmm. when it was busier mm -hmm. and yeah there, there's space there's room yeah. it's you're outside which is fantastic that's the right fun now, thing right? too because we are 
yeah, we're a business that you can be outside. People are, and we've been busy. We had two weekends. This weekend will be our biggest yet because it's end of September. People think Apple season, but no, it's always, it's been good. Like people come out of here with a smile and it's been a good experience. So that's what we hope uh, continues. <laughs> and speaking of Apple season in the end of September, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. <laughs> What do people need to know if they have particular <laughs> types of apples they're yeah, interested in? <laughs> yeah, so people, what we've seen in the last year or so, people want sweeter apples. I, our taste buds, and they know a lot about apples now. Like they know the variety they want, they know. But the thing is, sweeter apples come later in the season. So if you expect to come here mid-September and have a super sweet apple, it's not realistic because the, the apple needs to ripen and the sugars in the apples only develop later on. So for like perhaps Honeycrisp, that's a very popular apple that we have a U-Pick now, it's usually typically early October, uh, mid-October. So this year it's a little earlier because we had a warm, warm summer. So it, we're going to start the U-Pick uh, September 26th for the Honeycrisp. But yeah, it's just something to keep in mind. If you, if you like tart, come earlier. If you like sweet, come later in the season. So Apple October. Twice. Do both. Exactly. Right? <laughs> some do that. Like I had some that came and I'm like, Honeycrisp just in a few weeks. Oh, we'll be back. So yeah, whatever yeah. works. But yeah, for sure. It's something to keep in mind that the apples, if you want sweeter, takes time to on the tree to become a, a little sweeter. And so how many different varieties do you guys grow? We grow around 30 varieties. Yeah, but we obviously have some that we grow more. So like okay. Mac and Cortland. Mm -hmm. But that's another thing that people don't realize. So we have quite a bit of Honeycrisp trees, but it's it's not an overnight thing. So we, we knew Honeycrisp were becoming, it might have been 10 years ago, we started planting at least. Mm. But people assume that it's a few years, but it's at least five years for like from the tree to have a crop. So you always need to know what's coming next and what people want. So like we innovated, we knew people were going into the gallo and the Honeycrisp. So we planted and that's what we've been planting. But if you if farms stick to uh, to Cortland and Mac, that's kind of the past. Yeah, yeah. Like the Mac, it's like, it, yeah, it's an older variety where it's the elderly that kind of wants it and it's okay, it's perfect to make juice, but it's not, it's not the future. It's yeah. not. It's funny too with because uh, I have never liked Macintosh apples, but uh, I've always been like Honeycrisp Gala. That's yeah. exactly like you're bang on that's with what, that for sure. That's what people yeah. want. That's what we realize, and that's why you always need to to travel, see what's out there, and yeah, bring it back to your own uh, farm. Yeah. We uh, when we came last week to go apple picking here, um, my husband the next morning I can hear him like running down the stairs to my studio, and he opens the door and he goes where did you get this apple? And I was like, I was like, we went to Belleville yesterday. And he was like, this is the best apple I've oh ever my had God. in my life. Wow. And it was a Macintosh and he's a Honeycrisp through and through, through and through. <laughs> Macintosh yeah. fresh, is, fresh is amazing. Yeah. I had one, like any apple fresh, like here people are like, oh, what's a good eating? I'm like, any apple you're going to pick here is a good eating apple. Like yeah, you can't go wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just that I feel Mac in January or February is not as exciting. But well, because yeah. they're not crisp, right? Exactly, like doesn't yeah. stay as, yeah. Yeah. In the skin. So how, how does that work? Like we talked about that you guys have this great packing system. Mm -hmm. How do you keep your apples ripe? Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> no. So yeah, typically apples, if you would leave it on the counter, it would go back, I don't know, in a few weeks or at least become wrinkly or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we, we have a, it's called a CA, Control Atmosphere. So it's a new building, a facility, I guess, that we built here. We have, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 rooms at least. So it's big rooms where we put bins and bins, like I can maybe show you afterwards, uh, on top of each other and we close those rooms and it's low oxygen. 
It's like mm. low, low oxygen, two percent or something. So then the apples sleep for the winter. That's kind of how. Yeah. So you control the humidity. Know you could hibernate fruit. Right. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> exactly. So you, you control the humidity and the the oxygen. So the apples they stay the same basically almost. So then you when you open the rooms you take out the apples. Yeah. It's like a fresh apple. So that's why we can. Make a fresh gal yearly because you can press the apples yearly, and it's yeah, and that's how we we supply to a, all the maritimes for sobies. Yeah, so that's how we store. I've apples. always wondered that, like, how do you keep them in apples? All, like, especially being local, like they're not yeah. bringing in apples from California or wherever. No, no, it's no, always no, no. you know, yeah. like, and we buy awesome. a lot of the from the farmers in New Brunswick because we have the only packing line in New Brunswick, so most of the farmers. Uh, yeah, their apples come here and we sell to Sobeys, so, yeah. yeah. Again, it goes back to what we talk about all the time, eh? But how New Brunswick doesn't talk about how amazing yes. these businesses are. Like, you're huge. You're, like, this is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so yeah. humble, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. I don't, I don't want us to lose that. Yes. Yeah. But at the same time, I want more people to understand just how incredible and innovative and cutting edge so many of our local businesses are it's mm -hmm. just absolutely fantastic we're gonna have to wrap it up very soon so just like little hint what what else is on the horizon you guys are always adding new things doing new things mm. is there anything <laughs> that you can give away that's not like a trade secret yet because <laughs> there can we expect um, more varieties of more ciders cider more wine well, ciders, we did a few limited batches because people like we wanted to just focus on scow because a, a lot we see a lot of brands they make 20 products or whatever we, we find it confusing and confusing for the client and you lose focus so we said okay one cider we do it great but we yeah. do one but then we're like well we have evangeline apples that's like unique and we should make a cider so yeah we started limited batch ciders which has been great but for the future, we think that maybe a, a lower alcohol or lower calorie drink would be a, something interesting. So yeah, it's kind of what we're looking into, but every project, I mean, it's a lot of research and it's a few years, but it's definitely a, we're always, we always have a little plan, I guess, or something <laughs> yeah. behind, but we don't share all of our plans. Well, you can't give it yeah. all away. But it's, yeah, there's always that's something. That's enough of a hint. That's enough yeah, of a hint. I like yes. that, absolutely. Yeah. And my brother's a go, 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 and my father as well, like he's, getting old but he's not close to retiring so. yeah perfect and i think with you uh, dealing with the alcohol stuff you've got the right thing going on there yeah. so that's very smart um before we go though how are people finding you guys social media wise how can they get themselves out here okay well you can yeah so so Belva orchard on facebook instagram but we have a nice website too to have all the information about the you pick about our products that would be the best option we also have instagram and facebook for scow if you want to know more about scow and what we're doing but yeah, so a website is best option or Facebook. We do post a lot on Facebook as well. Okay. And obviously people can get your apples at Sobeys. Yeah. You yeah. get your cider <laughs> exactly. at the liquor store. Are you just in New Brunswick or are you in other provinces with as well? Scow, we're in PI with the 500 milliliter as well. But uh, no, mostly in New Brunswick, but we're in the grocery stores and liquor stores with our oh, wines yeah. and ciders. Yeah. And, and your market here. Yes. Yes. yes, and this is the best place. If you want apples, like Sobeys, it's good too, but here is definitely the freshest. We keep right. them in the fridge. Yeah, and you so if you want to drive. Pie. And you can uh, smell the pie. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have orders to come home. Yeah. <laughs> with the pie. Well, Sonia, thank you so much for doing this. We're so happy to be here and to learn more about this amazing business too. Yes, yeah, it just, yeah, it like fills me with all kinds of like warm, fuzzy feelings to talk about <laughs> That's the all of the things. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah. But no, but everything that you guys have done here is just yeah. incredible. Well, thank you.